Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And today, I am very excited to have a new entry into the digital entrepreneur space. <clears throat> Pardon me, with our guest today, Mr. John. Mendez, who is the host of the Walk to Wealth podcast, as well as an amazing uh, business that just slipped my mind right now. Uh, it's uh, seen to be heard, correct? Stop media? and stare. Stop. Media. Ah, so close. Stop and stare yeah. media, uh, an organization that helps real estate agents be seen with their social media. So, John, welcome to the show. Man, Phil, I'm honored to be here and excited to see where our conversation takes us today. I'm excited because you are really just at the beginning of your uh, journey as an entrepreneur, and I want to get to know why. Why did you decide to specifically go after real estate agents? Why are those are the people you want to help? Yeah, so for real estate agents specifically, I ended up getting my real estate license. There's a lot of context that I could bore you guys with, but long story short, I was I pretty much decided to middle of the pandemic. I'm in my sophomore year of high school, I mean college, and I ended up reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Leading up to that, I never had any entrepreneurial background, never had any entrepreneurial experience, was never focused on making money, didn't have the lemonade stand, didn't have the mail route, wasn't your traditional entrepreneur. And I ended up reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it shifted my perspective and it made me realize that there's another way of viewing the world that wasn't being taught in schools, wasn't being taught at home, and wasn't being taught in my environment. And so that's kind of what sparked a bug in me. And I ended up deciding that winter break to just go down the rabbit hole of learning about personal finance and entrepreneurship and things like that. And real estate was the one that stuck. So my spring semester of sophomore year, when I came back, we were still online, still height of the pandemic. And from there, I decided to stop showing up to my college classes, signed up for my real estate class and never looked back. Fast forward a little bit, got licensed at 20, ended up realizing that real estate isn't what I wanted to do. And podcasting was actually what I wanted to do. But I had tons of information on marketing. So I started teaching. Uh, I was in one of these mastermind calls and one of the hosts of the mastermind was like, hey, John, do you mind teaching a class on like some Facebook tips or social media tips? And I was like, I never taught a class before. She said, John, let us know when you want it scheduled. <laughs> From there, I ended up teaching my first class. I had over 440 people sign up. I probably spent more time you know, learning how to send emails because I had to invite everyone manually because I didn't know how to use Eventbrite or MailChimp or anything like that. Oh my gosh. So I was manually copying and pasting emails out of a Google spreadsheet to send out the invitations. Ended up working out. I had like 200 people live for the first class and that's how I got into teaching social media for realtors. Wow. 
Hopefully they taught someone taught you how to use like MailChimp and HubSpot and all <laughs> that so that you don't have to do that all the time. That's insane. But I I love that even though you had to do it manually, you knew that it was going to help you out. 400 emails that you individual. Wow. That is the definition of uh, of grinding it out. Yeah, I spent more time on the email invites than I did on the actual course itself. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely took learned some things though after that one. So you decided to go all in with real estate, helping them understand it because it wasn't your main bread and butter doing the whole real estate because it is a tough market to get into. Um, And uh, obviously uh, uh, you have to be uh, very dedicated and passionate about helping people find their homes, whereas you're more passionate on another subject, but still helping those people find clients. Um, What was it like teaching 200 people your first time out because most people like when they launch their course they're not getting 200 people they're getting maybe yeah. one to 20 people so what was that like yeah for you? so it was a it was a webinar actually that was the first class that i saw it was a webinar and i still remember like it was yesterday so this is around january of last year when i was originally asked to teach that class and now as i said i never taught a class before and i'm thinking i love marketing right so i'm thinking how can i capitalize this the most and so in February, Keller Williams always has a yearly event called Family Reunion. It's the largest real estate conference in the planet, pretty much. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to that conference. I had already bought my ticket. I'm going to plan it the Friday before because I knew that the Friday after I was going to see everybody that was in the class in person, most likely. And then on top of that, I so I, I don't know if you've seen my headshot. But before I cut my hair and had this short curly fro, I had a massive head of hair. <laughs> and one of my biggest pet peeves was people touching my hair. I genuinely despise people that touch my hair. Mm-hmm. But I, it's my biggest pet peeve. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to create a logo, like a, like a shirt that says, stop and stare, just don't touch the hair. And it was like corny little thing. But it was this big, giant marketing plan, bro. So I was like, and I'm formulating this in my head. It's like, all right, so I'll teach the class. Then I'll come in at the conference with the shirt and then at the event there's going to have for the mastermind their own little exclusive event so i'm going to i had i came in with braids and then the morning of i washed my hair to then have my hair out and curly for that exact meetup but teaching the class live sorry i gave a lot of context around it it was one of these things where i I kid you not i normally intermittent fast but i'm telling you i I had nothing that i ate that morning and it felt like (laughs) stomach was a knot it was oh. that's exactly why i didn't eat because i knew my stomach was going to be in knots and so i'm i'm there i'm in the office i have my black blazer on a plain white shirt i have my camera set up i had my microphone and i didn't have a 4k camera at the time it was a little webcam but i had my lighting set up the ring light i made sure to book a room i had everything planned perfectly and then i'm on there and i see people coming in 10 50 75 100 150 <sighs> And I'm, I'm looking and it's like, I took a deep breath. Yeah, I've, I spent so much time preparing and I had like everything that I was going to say on every slide pretty much written out. I got to like slide four and I was just locked in. I stopped looking at the slides. I was like, I, I know what I'm talking about. I don't need this. And I just went with it. And man, that hour, I had the biggest adrenaline high ever. But after it, and I, I called my, my girlfriend and I, I called like everybody like that just started class. Like I did it. I took a big deep breath, did my little walk of walk of uh fame, I guess you could say. And man, there was so much adrenaline. I, I just 
remember I was looking at the window telling myself like, yo, I'm the man. I did it, man. And it was just exhilarating feeling, honestly. Oh, I love that. I, oh, that is, I just came off teaching my first in-person class uh, and I just got to say, teaching them how to podcast for a government agency. So that was like crazy different, you know, it was a lot smaller, but I got that. Like, like you said, like at the beginning, you're like locked in on your, uh, on what the, the words that you had written down. And then afterwards you're like, no, I, I know this. You got that confidence. Yeah. You, you, you destroy it. So yeah, I, I, I fully connect with that. I love that. Um, so when did the podcast come? Like, why did you start the podcast? Yeah. So the podcast and the social media thing that I got going on with the realtors are not in direct correlation. They had no correlation at all, actually. So I actually started the podcast prior to me teaching that first class. And so for me, as I said, I grew up in a project. It was nine of us in a two bedroom. My mother, she suffered from mental health issues. So me and her never really got along. My father was absent. So my Dominican grandparents on my mother's side raised me and they don't know a lick of English. Like growing up, money was super tight. We had section eight, we had food stamps. My bed was literally a couch up until fourth grade. You know, some nights we would have to boil cold water just so I could take a warm bath. Like it, it was tough growing up, but despite that, I was a very optimistic kid. I was a very happy kid. As I said, I wasn't very entrepreneurially minded. So once I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I had that epiphany and I had the the courage to go out and trek the untraditional path. I was like, man, growing up in your city, you see this all the time. So many people, they want to do their own thing, start their own business, not go to college, go to trade school instead, do all these other things. But we're just force fed this one narrative, this one track that we're all supposed to mold and fit into. And it's like, nah, there's another way out there to live life. There's another way out there to make an impact. And for all the people that, as I said, I grew up with in that age group that want to take another track and really don't know what's out there. It's like, come on board. We're still loading up the ship. We're still loading up the cargo on the ship. We, I haven't set sail yet. So for me, I got that idea to podcast from a friend. He, we were supposed to do it together. He ended up going back to college. As I mentioned earlier, I had left to get into real estate. And so I wanted to keep moving forward despite him not being able to do it anymore. And from there, it took me about four months of procrastinating. But I finally came up with the name Walk to Wealth. And the whole meaning behind the name is for the 99% of us that aren't overnight sensations. It's a long walk to wealth. And wealth, I mean, some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? Dear God, sir, you are yeah. a marketing genius. Um, I love that. And I love the the idea behind it. Like each, everybody on their journey is running a different journey. You know, like it doesn't matter how fast you go. We're all on this walk and we're all trying to get to the finish line and be come to the place where we're happy. So I love how you're talking with, all these people. And I did listen to a few of your previous episodes. You have some great guests on um, and uh, you're doing a phenomenal job on that. And I highly suggest anybody who's li listening to the podcast, go check out his uh, John's podcast. It's worth it. Um, if he's just started with this caliber now, just imagine what he's going to get in the future with his growth that he's going to have. Um, I, I want to ask you a tip. Yeah, for real estate agents specifically, because you know they they all need it. They uh, need some help because the market's not friendly right now. Um, <laughs> and they need to stand out somehow. So it's more of this community building that they have to do, and that's through social media. So yeah. let's talk to uh, those people. They have their social media. They they understand how important it is. What's the first thing you would suggest they do before anything else on social media? 
Yeah, before you even start posting, before you waste your time, before you make the captions disappear and you do the lip syncing and the trendy <laughs> audios and all that jazz, take a second to take a deep breath and figure out who you're doing it for. I see realtors and they'll post one photo about here's three home buying tips. And then the next day you have a, home, a mortgage fact. The next day it's like the market. The next day, here's how what you need to do to sell your home in the spring market. And it's like, who are you talking to? You have like 70 different ideal avatars. So focus down on who you're doing it for. Who's your ideal avatar? Who is the client that you want to work with? And it gets a little tricky with real estate because you have fair housing laws and you can't discriminate based on protected classes, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But we all have people that we prefer to work with, right? There's nothing bad about having a preference. And so it's like, how do you gather more people that fit that ideal criteria? It's not that you're not working with other people. It's not that you're not giving other people want to buy or sell a home a chance. It's we all, there's someone out there for everybody, right? (laughs) There's more realtors right now. This is like about two homes, I think, if I'm not mistaken. There's like 4.5 million sales last year. And there's about 1 million realtors or so. So it's like about three to four homes per realtor if you do the math, right? So it's <laughs> like there's enough realtors out there for virtually everybody. And so it's like figure out who your ideal avatar is and you break it down. Like what the, not just the demographics, the race, gender, whatever. Like break down like what are their hobbies? Who are they already listening to? Who are they? Where are they going to congregate? It's something I talk about on so I got this one thing called Circle Prospect, one of my frameworks, and it's how to ethically steal other people's audiences. <laughs> and I talk about this. <laughs> it's And pretty much this step framework for there is find your ideal avatar, right? Then from there, you want to find where they congregate at. Think of church. If you want to work with Christians, you know where to find them on Sundays, right? They're yeah. there every Sunday. And that's not just for Christians. That's for every group, right? If you want to work with people who played football in high school, you know where they're probably going to be at, right? They're most likely, I mean, if they're still playing, they're probably playing. But if they're not, they're most likely still athletic. They're probably at the gym. They're at seven on sevens, right? And mm-hmm. you figure out where they congregate. Then from there, you want to join the community, not just joining the Facebook group and just trying to sell everybody, but contributing to the conversations, contributing to the discussions that go on, providing value, be a resource, right? Don't be a leech. Then from there, you want to, get connected with the ringleader every group has someone running it there's a ringleader behind every group and then you want to connect with that ringleader and then after being a good member of the community you're liking the stuff you're commenting you're resharing that people will take notice and then from there you connect with the ringleader collaborate with them and then once you do that now all the eyeballs are on you your perceived value goes up your perceived credibility goes up and you didn't have to build your audience from scratch you got the guy that already has an audience. And then from there, you bring them home and you bring the audience to you, into your world, into your funnel, whatever it may be. But that's my, my quick and dirty five-step framework to start, you know, building your online presence from scratch. I uh, That's something I say nearly exactly to podcasters about going into other groups that are in your niche of your audience is go in there and add value to the group. And then mention you have a podcast when it, if you have a subject that is touched upon in your episode that there someone's talking about, add value and say, hey, I have an episode on this. And then before you know it, people are going to f- come flocking to your podcast. Um, I'm glad that it like that is resonating. And I guess it's for anybody, really, any niche, yeah. any business. That's every in. niche, yeah. yeah. No matter what it, business. 
No, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to cut you off. <laughs> no worries. That's it. Any business, man. It's one of those things where it's like, in real estate, it's OPM, right? Other people's money. In mm-hmm. the uh, marketing space, it's OPA, other people's audience, right? It's all the same thing. All these marketing principles, they have may have slightly tweaked names depending on what industry you're in, but essentially a lot of this stuff, like the circle prospecting, a lot of the ideas came, of that came from podcasting because that's what i learned from podcasting from podcast guesting so it's like i've been trying to take all these things that i've been learning from all these different endeavors i had going on and all these people i've been reading and researching and try to apply that to some way that how it makes sense to the market i'm trying to serve so i just say real estate agents but that really works for anyone Oh, no. I, and I love how you're taking something from podcasting and the marketing you learned from podcasting, bring it into another niche, because that's what I do. I, I have this opportunity to talk to entrepreneurs like yourself, and they teach me something. They give that tip, and I'm like, okay, how can we correlate this over to podcasting? And then I share it with podcasters, and they love it. So I love how you're doing the, the opposite, grabbing from podcasting and sharing it with business, because that's just phenomenal. Um, where do you want to be in the next five years? Yeah. So for me, five years, my big thing is time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, those three things. I want to be completely autonomous from whatever is going on in the world, uh, primarily because I'd rather have full control in terms of what I decide and how I decide to maneuver and function. And for me, with the time freedom, that's something where how I spend my time is of the utmost importance because we only have so much of it. It's a very finite resource and we can never get any of it back. So it's like, I want to be able to, as I said, if I, you know, if I got to go to my cat, right. And <laughs> you talked about before I get moving live, but if I had to go to my cat and give him some medicine or take him to the vet, like I got to go later today. So like, I want to be able to do that. If I want to, when I eventually have kids play with my kids, I could do that. And then with the location freedom, if I, if I wanted to travel to go across the country, go across the state, go across the world. I want to be able to do so. I want to be able to experience life. Like this world has so much to offer and so much to see. And it's like, I want to experience as much of it as I can while I'm still here. And then the financial freedom, well, you need money to fund a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, although it's not the center of what I do, it's something that's definitely necessary because that allows you to then get time freedom and location freedom. And normally once you get financial freedom. And for me, I, a quote that I love really, is don't focus on the passive income, focus on the passive impact. If you could impact people's lives while you sleep, you'll make more money than you'll ever know what to do with. That is a great quote. Wow. And where did you hear that quote? If you if you if you still remember where you went, uh, you found it. Random random Facebook video. <laughs> a random. Well, I'm so glad that that random Facebook video is now like shared here, talked about. I'm going to try and find that. I probably won't. Uh, find it but if i do it's going to be in the show notes like normal yeah. everything else uh but i love that quote don't focus on the passive income focus on the passive impact and then you'll have the wealth you want oh my god that's amazing uh john for someone so young in your journey you're already <laughs> dropping more gold than i've heard from some senior people um that was that is a great quote and uh you damn it hits differently um <laughs> What with your podcast, and I, I'm interested on this because as a fellow podcaster, I always like to know who was the guest that surprised you the most. One of my that surprised me. No, that's a good way to word the question because that makes me think that surprised <laughs> me the most. Now, let's say in a good way. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's say like of- you were yeah, because we can talk about surprises at left field going badly. But yeah, let's look at someone that surprised you either coming like you reached out and came on the podcast, like, whoa, I wasn't so I'm surprised I got them, or they dropped some like surprising knowledge on the show. Okay, so I'll answer both questions. My biggest guest that I've had so far, his name is David Meltzer. He's a big time like entrepreneur guy. So I actually interviewed him about a couple last week, actually, from the time we we're recording this. So that was my biggest guest and landing him. So I was a guest. I was a guest judge for the Grant Cardone's Great American Speak Off. I was a virtual judge for that. Oh, and congrats so on that. Able, thank you. Thank you. I was able to get the list of all the other virtual judges. And so I reached out to everyone via LinkedIn and Instagram. <laughs> and so he was like, man, can, um, you know, whatever I can do to help, let me know. And I didn't take up on an offer right away. But then like a couple of days later, I was like, man, let me just shoot my shot. So I ended up reaching out like, hey, I would be honored to have you on the podcast. And he was like, yeah, for the most part. And then ended up getting him on. Um, another guest that I haven't recorded yet, he's getting scheduled in, in April. But he has like 1.5 million followers. And I, in, back in September, interviewed a guy that also was on his podcast. So I've been following him since back in September. Pretty much what I was saying. You got to join the community. So I've been keeping up with him on Instagram for a while now. And then I started reaching out to like, I would say like, I wouldn't call them micro influencers, but like, so a couple people that are in like the personal finance influencer space that have like 50 to 100,000 followers. A couple of them said, yeah. So I, I was feeling good. And I remember because I was at my restaurant job and <laughs> it was super slow. So I'm over here DM pitching people to hop on my podcast while, you know, I'm waiting for tickets to come. And then I, I got a couple people to say, yeah. And I was like, man, like, I'm feeling good. Confidence <laughs> is high. Let me just shoot my shot with this guy, too. And he was like, yeah, super down to earth. And I was like, well, that, that was like the biggest surprise to me because it's like landing them was like something I was like, you, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's what I learned from reaching out to those two. And I took the shots and they just so happened to go in. And I'm not going to think twice about it. I'm just going to keep on fire away now. In terms of what I've learned, though, the most, and I quote this one a lot, but it's the one that always comes to mind. This guy named Dr. Vic Manzo. He's big into like the quantum space. And one of the things that I love that he said is the law of non-sacrifice and how when you're operating abundantly, there is no giving up anything. You're just choosing what you love to do. It's not like I have to give up this to get that. It's no, you're choosing to love, you know, to do what you love and you're not giving up anything because you're doing what you love, right? There's no absence, right? There's no, you're not missing out on anything because you're going, exactly. you're following what you love. Exactly. So that's probably one of the most profound things I've heard on as a podcast interviewer. Damn. One of the joys of being a podcast interviewer is you get to have these experience, get to talk to these individuals and get them to drop the wisdom and you're, and then get to pass it on when you're a guest because you get that to get to ask those questions. You're like, oh, I'm not smart, but I talk to smart people that all the time they drop gold like though that. Oh, that is a yeah. damn. Um, who is one person? Or one individual that you're looking forward to connecting with that you want to have on your podcast? Gary Keller. He is going to be my first billionaire on the podcast. Mark my words. And so, as I said, that circle prospecting strategy, it works wonders. That's how I got all these big guests. It's literally finding the people, right? Finding where they congregate. 
right? And then from there, slowly but surely, circle prospecting my way up to the community. And from one person, you connect with them, then you get access to circle prospect to the people in their circle. And then from oh. there, you slowly make your way up the rank. So I actually, from April, I believe late April, late April, if I'm not mistaken, I'm interviewing the president of Keller Williams. So, I mean, it's I'm only a couple steps away from actually asking him. So yeah, you're just hot skipping by, a jump there. Yeah, so it's by 2024, definitely. Oh, I love it. I I can't wait to have you back on when you have that interview, so yeah, you can share how awesome that was, uh, John. Because I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see you get that interview. I love seeing podcasters get those big interviews in their niche. So I'm excited to hear from that. Um, but we are coming to the spark question of the show, my favorite time of the show. Um, John, what are you currently looking forward to in business specifically? I'm currently looking forward to quitting the restaurant because my <laughs> course income so, uh, exceeds that and then some. That is going to be becoming a full-time entrepreneur that is going to be the biggest, like, thank God moments ever. It's like taking this untraditional path in the midst of a pandemic with the whole world in a crisis and panicking and me deciding to bet on myself. And then two years later, it's like, man, it's working. It's working. It took me a while, but it's working. And I, even just talking about it, man, it fills me up with so much joy. And I, I'm looking forward to it, right? Because it's like, that's going to be the day that I realized that it was all like worth something. It was, it was all for something. And I mean, of course it, it still is, even though I'm not there yet, but it's like, I'm not there yet. And it, it's not that I'm making crazy money. And it's like, if me leaving the restaurant, I just need to make 1500 a month, right? That's, that's all I need for a month. And so it's like, once I get to there, it's like, man, all right, I'm not working for anyone. The sky's the limit here. It's, it's time to hit, put my foot on the gas because then the snowball starts rolling and it's, it just gets bigger and better from there. Uh, I love it. And I, if people who aren't watching this right now on YouTube, please subscribe. Go over to the YouTube. Subscribe, of course. But you should know, he John has this huge smile on his face. The whole interview, he's had a smile on. He's the weirdly <laughs> optimistic guy, always smiling. But his smile, I don't know if it could have gotten bigger, but it did. And he was talking <laughs> about his goal, just hitting 1,500. And like that's it's for, for me, the goal was 2,500. He hit 2,500 a month because I covered everything I could be happy because rent's a little expensive up here in Montreal. So yeah. it's more to rent, you know, to anything else. But like that 1500, when you hit that 1500, when you hit that goal and you realize that it's like, no, I don't need 75K a year. As long as my base stuff is covered, now I can build upon it. Like I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. struggling to survive. My head's, I'm fully above water. And now I'm like, okay, now I can start swimming to where I want to go and building the raft and into a boat to get there. I always like the sea version, the explanation, you know, like you're yeah. in the, you're drowning at sea. And then when you start building your boat, you know, the sail to the uh, islands that you want to visit. So John, I am so happy that you're here. I'm going to jump off stage. I want you to tell all the real estate agents who are listening, because I'm going to be sending this to my real estate agent friends. Um, Cause obviously they, they need to know how to do the circle prospecting. I'm also going to send that stuff to my, uh, to everybody else. Cause it's genius, but specifically the real estate agents, I want you to tell them where they can follow you, where they can support you and where they can get your course. Yeah. Thank you. Well, first of all, I, 
can't go and talk about myself without saying thank you to you for the opportunity. From one podcaster to another, I I appreciate and I got to give respect and credit where it's due. You have an amazing podcast. So go support, you know, and leave a review right now for this guy because this show is amazing. But for any real, real estate agents that find value in what I said today and want to go further, I actually have a free training. If you go to stopandstare.media forward slash chat GPT replay, I actually was talking about him uh, earlier. It's pretty much I used chat GPT to create an entire course for me. And then I taught that course to over 300 realtors. So if you want the replay to that, it's I'll give it to you as a free gift. And there I show you how to leverage AI so that you can start boosting your online marketing game because you're not going to get replaced by AI. You're most likely going to be replaced by a realtor who is using AI, right? So there's there. Or if you want me to, you know, if you want me to come teach at your office or your brokerage, feel free to send me an email at john at stopandstare.media and then we can connect there. John, again, thank you so much. First of all, for telling everybody to subscribe and leave a review. That's very kind of you. Um, but also for being on the podcast. I love supporting podcasters and entrepreneurs, of course. That's why I have this show. So thank you uh, again for being on the show. Thank you again for the opportunity. It was a great time. Uh, to my audience, as you know, the show notes down below will have the links to everything we talked about here, specifically that free uh, resource to learn how you can use uh, the course that can get you more people from ChatGPT so you can use AI. That's, as you know, I'm a huge proponent of AI on this show. So go ahead and make sure you go check that out. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.